So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode... 81 for November 20th, 2016. My name is Nathan Reetenspruth, and joining me this week we have Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Besh. I still don't actually even know what we're going to be talking about, so let's go into this blind. Yeah. We have Andrew Aroa McFain. I'm here. And Jerry Parallax Abstraction Corkgren. I forgot your first name there for a second. <laughs> Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. Um, so, Parallax, uh, you're going to be the longest, I believe. So what games have you been playing this week? Um, Game-wise, it's been pretty much... Uh, I've been digging into uh, Mafia 3, which uh, I've been playing uh, in the evenings before I play Rainbow Six Siege with some coworkers, um, which is sort of the other thing I've been playing, but... Um, yeah, I'm cranking through it. I bought it, so I'm going to finish it. But uh, at least so far, the storytelling and the acting and the writing in Mafia 3, really, really good, just like the other two Mafia games are. But boy, is it a boring open world game. Uh, and yeah, it Gilechi... feels like an open world game from a number of years ago. It's got the same problem the second one did, where you've got a massive world and nothing to do in it. And it's really just a big open space for you to get from A to B uh, in missions. Uh it would be really, that game feels like it would be a lot better if they just made it like a series of linear missions instead of an open world. Um, okay. It's too bad because it's, it's the story, yeah, the storytelling and the acting and the writing are A1 in that thing, but it's just, uh, it's a real grind playing it. Um, well, and it's, from what I understand, it's a bit glitchy. They patched it a few times on PC. I started playing it after it had had like, three weeks of patching and uh, I haven't actually run into too many problems. Uh, you know, it's been running well on my machine though. Like I've got a beast of a computer supposedly um, it still runs worse than it should. If you have uh, a, you know, a more mid range system, but uh, I haven't run into too many, too much open world jank though. There's gifs of plenty of that game out there, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to finish it, but uh it's it's just not you know, like I said. It's a really good story, which the mafia games have always had, but it's just kind of a, a not fantastic game, uh, at least so far. Uh, yeah, the other thing I've been playing is a bunch of my coworkers got me into Rainbow Six Siege, which I played back when it was in beta and really didn't care for at all at the time. Uh, and I think I still wouldn't enjoy playing it if it wasn't for um, the fact that I have enough people I work with who can literally fill out an entire squad. That um, is what makes the game fun. Yeah. 100% yeah. serious. Yeah. If you weren't, if you're not playing it with friends who aren't communicating, it just doesn't work. But uh, when you have that, it's just so much fun because there's so many ways to approach that game, you know, because so much of the map is destructible and there's counters for that and everything else. Like you can just, you can play it so many different ways from round to round and, uh, yeah, we've been doing pretty well as a group, and they had a free weekend for it last weekend, so it got a huge boost of new players in the player populace, so our win-loss ratio went way up, which was really nice, because uh, before then, most of the population that was left were people who have been playing it since launch and were exceptionally good at it. Uh, 
So I've, I've still been playing that. I actually bought, if anyone's listening to this when uh, within a day or two of when it goes up, uh, gamesplanet.com actually, which is kind of like a, gr- a green man gaming-ish kind of site from the UK, uh, actually has the season pass on a uh, really, really good sale. Um, because the British pound is tanked thanks to Brexit, uh, it actually came out to like 26 Canadian dollars, which is just a little over, over. it's like 45% off or something like that. And the, the season pass right now, especially with the new operators they rolled out this week, is actually a really good deal for that money. So I actually picked it up. That's cool. Yeah, and that's for the, well, the PC season pass, obviously, not for the console version. Yay for but, the um, British pound tanking. Thanks, Brexit. Yeah. You get deals. Don't. Don't worry. Um, but, uh, don't worry. Next year, our uh, American dollar is going to tank pretty hard. Yeah, well, that'll help me too, but we'll see, I guess. But uh, yeah, other than those, uh, I've been. it's been mostly those two this week. I did play a bunch of Titanfall and Battlefield 1 in the weeks before that when I wasn't on the podcast. Both of those games are quite good. Titanfall 2's campaign is one of the best I've played in years. Uh, both really good games. Um and yeah, the biggest thing, well, I guess that I played this week, I just put a very scathing video up on my channel of it today, which is actually doing very well, which I'm happy to see, is uh, I bought and tried out the Retro Bit Generations, which is another one of those, uh, kind of like the NES Classic, it's one of those, you know, plug and play into your TV consoles. Um, I wanted to great. do a video... Well, I wanted to do a video on the NES Classic, and then those became, you probably talked about this last week, they they became impossible to find. Oh, yeah. Um, that they're, they're, There's none to be had. I tried. I, I tried to go to the uh, EB Games, which is like the Canadian GameStop um, near my work on my lunch hour, because I got word that they were going to have 30 of them. I got there, and there were 70 people in line already. And I was like, well, Okay. Um, So I tried to get this thing, which looked like it because the company who makes it Retrobit actually has a pretty good reputation. And this thing was kind of cool because it came with two controllers instead of one. They had long cables, unlike the NES Classic. Uh, It had an SD card slot. It would do HDMI and composite out. And it was going to have 100 games in it, which I was like, this seems pretty rad. And it costs the same amount. So I picked one up uh, off of Amazon Canada and it turns out the thing is so bad in terms of software. The hardware is actually not terrible. The controllers are cheap, but they're actually not too bad. But in terms of the software and the emulation, the thing is so bad, I, I think it borders on a scam. My um, favorite thing was the uh, game that played in the wrong... Uh... Sideways Varth? Yeah. So, yeah, so basically, I won't go into too much detail. You can see me rant about it in my video for 20 minutes, but basically, it uh, it's a collection of games. There's a few arcade games, uh, a bunch of NES, Super NES, a few Game Boy games, uh, and things like that. And uh, from they're from four major Japanese publishers, one of whom only has a single game in the collection, and a bunch of the other ones are from this company that publishes homebrew stuff, uh, and most of that stuff is crap. Uh, but the... The NES emulation is missing one of the primary sound channels, so all the music is wrong in most of those games. I do I do comparisons in the video so you can see the difference. Uh, this, most of the Super Nintendo games run about 50% too fast. Uh, the arcade games have massive frame stuttering and control response problems. Uh, and yeah, one game in the collection, uh, which is a Capcom shmup from 1992 called Varth that I actually really like, uh, plays sideways. Uh, when you run it, it literally is at a 90 degree angle and there's no way you can adjust it. Uh, so the only way to play it properly is to turn your TV on its side. 
it's some would uh, say that's the superior way to play games oh yeah well the funny thing is because it's a vertical shmup right like a lot of shmups actually are best played that way and a lot of collections like capcom arcade cabinet on the 360 and the ps3 for those games they actually give you an option to rotate the screen so that if you have like a monitor that you can just rotate you can actually play that way if you want which is kind of cool but this one for whatever reason defaults to the 90 degree angle probably because they forgot to flip a switch in the emulator but there's no rotation option so there's no way to fix it even if you wanted to and uh, yeah, it's um, it, it's unbelievably terrible. I've already applied to return it. The vendor actually wrote back to me and they went, uh, you're the first person who's complained about this device because we just started selling it. Can you elaborate more on what the problems were? I literally sent him back a link to my video and I was like, watch this. <laughs> I'm like, you want an explanation here? I, I, I can show it to you. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm amazed. I am amazed the thing actually came out in this condition. Like it literally feels unfinished. Look uh, at Parallax. I'm, I'm amazed they're selling it for money. Parallax abstraction. It's such a whore. Whoring no, his absolutely. video. You should link that on the product reviews of on Canada. Oh, I plan to. Don't you worry. Well, and the hilarious thing is that makes me so angry at friggin' modern day YouTube culture is there are a pile of guys out there on channels who, of course, are much more successful than mine who are doing, quote, reviews of this thing that are praising it to high heavens and calling it better than the NES Classic. It's clear that they're either doing undisclosed paid content or they were just, you know, starstruck by getting a free unit from Retrobit for it. And it's driving me nuts because this thing is, it's gar it's complete garbage. Unless for some reason I got a unit that has like a beta firmware on it or something for some reason, which I highly doubt. Uh, yeah, it's it's complete trash. Uh, like so yeah, I put that video up about it. I, yeah. And a couple of friends were like, just wait, you're going to get a copyright strike from retro bit soon. I'm like, fucking bring it. You bastards. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to actually try that. I don't think that, I don't think they will because my channel's not big enough to do any damage to them, but who yeah, knows? They not. might be petty enough. <laughs> they might be, but then you could just fight it. I mean, it is fair use. So I'll fight it and maybe I'll just email it. Even though I'm not a fan of the guy, maybe I'll email it to Jim Sterling because Jim Sterling really likes to get up on companies censoring channels you're for not critical a, content. So. You're not a fan of Jim Sterling? I used to be. I'm not especially anymore just because of the the the, the stance he takes on some things kind of rubs me the wrong way. But uh but I do know that that guy, one thing I will give him credit for is he always, he he is very big on the cause of fighting for YouTubers who get improperly censored because of critical content. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with him. I don't watch much of his stuff, but I really don't have a problem with him. Uh, yeah. Let's move on. But mm -hmm. <laughs> we you already have like a 30 minute. There's, not, there's nothing more to say about it that's yeah. not in my video. So it's yeah. yeah, it's it's just don't buy it. That's all I can say. Right. Uh, yeah. Andrew, Roe, McFain, what games have you been playing this week? Oh, you don't play video games. Hey, I, I oh. played, uh, I started playing, uh, the Skyrim update last oh, night. Oh, did you? Yeah. You've been and playing that a lot too, eh, Nathan? Yeah. 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 I, I, I gotta say, I didn't really think that I would give a shit about having the mod system integrated into the game, but just like. It's so like, nice. It, it's you know there, there's a thing in uh, UX design where it's like even the slightest stepping like like wall between a user and satisfaction will will make them not 
proceed, like like you the uh, like a sign up screen will be enough to get people to not use your website. Right. Mm-hmm. And in, in, in the case of this with with mods, it's like normally you'd have to go into the Steam Workshop, find something that sounds good, hit subscribe on it, and then go into the into the mod loadout thingy in the in the startup menu and and make sure everything looks good in there or you'd have to go on the nexus and do a bunch of shit on there and so sorry is this this mod thing this is built into the pc version as well not just the console ones yeah as as long as you well with the with the skyrim special edition you can you can buy it that way or if Mm -hmm. you were like me and you owned all the previous dlc they just mm. upgrade you to the Skyrim Special Edition. And oh. yeah, everything is just... Basically, all they did was just ported Skyrim into the uh, revision of the creation engine that runs Fallout 4. And, okay. and Fallout 4 had all that stuff integrated into it, too. Right. So, yeah, but and, yeah, like... And so if, I haven't actually added on any mods. Um, are there any good ones to use for Skyrim? The unofficial patch... Um, is one of the mods available, oh, which okay. is like fantastic because that's like with, I think since maybe even Oblivion, maybe even Morrowind, I'm not sure, but I know um, the original Skyrim at the very least had an so-called unofficial patch right. that was just a ton of shit that uh, Bethesda overlooked whenever, you know, patching shit. And it was often like petty stuff, but some of it not so much. And you know, modders just go in and fix things. There's been they've been there for, I think Fallout Three and New Vegas had them too. Right, and they but, also like, I remember when Skyrim first came out. Uh, same thing with Fallout Three and Fallout New Vegas. Blah blah blah. They have uh, they have a patch that allows it to use more than one point five gigs of RAM. Well, they they had that before. Yeah, I yeah. I think uh, Fallout Four. And Skyrim. Uh, and and new Skyrim are already, like, I think they're already 64-bit applications. Right. Yeah, they are, I think. Well, one question for you with regards to the, the mods. D- does it have, like, the, the integrated mod support anyway? Because one of the things about Nexus that, you know, people really like is that it has a lot of mods that fundamentally alter some things like, you know, massive texture overhauls or uh, things that fundamentally alter elements of like how the physics system works or some of the the ones are that, that are crazy for some of the previous games are these total conversions that basically literally make it into a whole other game. Uh, does this... Does it does the the built-in system allow for mods of that level, or is it only fairly light stuff that you can do through the official channels? Um, there is one mod in particular uh, that, it, whenever you say full conversion mod, I can't remember the name of it, but it's uh, basically an entire other landmass with like about thirty hours worth of quests and stuff. Oh wow! That, that is in that is in here. It like, is okay. It, basically, um, there, there, there was one that was literally a direct port from Nexus. Like they just copied the files from Nexus to, I think it's like Bethesda dot dot net. com or but dot net. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like there's, you, you don't have to, you, you don't really have to deal with any limitations as far as I can tell. There's uh, hmm. perk overhauls. The static mesh improvement mod, which is like massive, uh, is on here. 
Um, yeah, I think the only thing that they really don't allow is stuff like nude mods. But, right. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, why not? Clean faces. <laughs> why not? But, well, why don't they allow for nudity? Uh, Apocalypse Magic of Skyrim adds 155 spells. Uh, oh, wow. New wow. weapons. Uh, Climates of Tamriel, which just overhauls the entire everything. That one I've heard of, yeah. Yeah. Um, brand new dragons, all this, all this stuff. Like there, there are hardly any limitations other than like nudity and probably like copyrighted content, which yeah, I... still ends up on here once in a while. I've seen because I know that the what was it the <laughs> Randy Savage dragons were on here at some point, and but they're not anymore. I think they were removed. Oh, that's lame. Oh, there's a fi- here's a Final Fantasy VII victory theme. Da, da, so da, 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 da. That would actually be kind of cool to have them in there. <laughs> oh, here we go, Macho Dragons. They're still here. I just had to. Oh, them. it is still there. Speaking of copyrighted content, yeah. Uh, you know, is it? But also one of uh, the most probably. popular mods like ever. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's Macho Man. Uh, of course. So, have you been playing anything else, Aroa? Um, no, I I thought I was, I was going to say something and now I can't remember what it was anymore. Oh, well, can't remember. I know I, I, I streamed, I streamed over. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't know about it last week, but I streamed, uh, Hatsune Miku Project Diva X last week, just testing it straight from the PS4. And there's nudity. Mm-hmm. No, there's a really funny, weird thing with streaming directly from the PS4 in that game. And that is that the game streams, everything seems like it works fine. But if you watch the stream, there's no music. Oh, what? there's still sound effects. Like the menu works and whenever you got you're like hitting... that content restriction thing on it. Yeah. But it doesn't tell you that. Yeah. It usually <laughs> does. I was going to say, because That's like really you can, lame you can see the screen and like the sound effects for whenever you hit notes work so alfredo my buddy alfredo was watching the stream and he, i couldn't see the the comments because i didn't have them turned on uh but he was like I, I was so fucking confused because i had never seen the game before and it was just you were just hitting it was just going <laughs> bang 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 <laughs> bang, 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 bang. And he was like, why the fuck do people watch this shit? It's like built-in copyright claiming. Yeah, it's so weird that it, it doesn't what say anything. Fuck? So it they... just looks like you're playing acoustic Hatsune Miku. That's weird. <laughs> they do that That's with... That's so weird. They do that with uh, Quantum Break, but there's an option uh, in, in the options that allows you to switch off copyrighted music. With Quantum Break. Oh, is there? Yeah. That's, that's in Quantum cool. Break? Oh, really? Yeah. So that huh. way, if you're streaming it, you won't get a copyright claim. Huh. I didn't Yay. know. Yeah, I've heard about think... that in other games. I didn't know Quantum Break did it, though. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah I think. Uh... And apparently, uh, Hisana Miku does it as well. I guess so. <laughs> it's just weird that it doesn't. I wish it told you. That was the only thing because it was really yeah. It just really be like, hey, the, a core component of this game won't stream because music industry. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and Connor, what games have you been playing? Whole lot of Rocksmith, whole lot of Elder Scrolls, and I actually just bought Titanfall, kind of as a 
impulse purchase last night. I got it for 30 bucks. So I was like, hey, why not? Wait, wow. how'd you get it for 30 bucks? Uh, so EA's it was Origins, half off. Yeah, they started their uh, their Black Friday sales early. So that dropped it 33 something percent. And Is then it... there's also a voucher called Titan 10, which drops at another 22 percent or whatever. It All was right. 33 after tax or whatever like that. But I mean, I'm going to update a brand new game, that was totally. <laughs> you should be a little bit louder, Connor. A couple of friends of mine have bought it too. I'm hoping the player population was low, but you could always find a match. But I'm hoping this will boost it further. That would be nice. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I, I mean, so I know good. I'm a couple weeks late to this, but holy cow, that was the most fun I've had in a single player story, probably since Portal. Right. It's such uh, a good time, unexpected. and it's amazing to me when apparently the developers claimed that like basically this campaign was like thrown together like fairly quickly and it, it's amazing to me how how good a job they did for something that yeah they they claim was just sort of was just sort of tossed together 10 good. out of 10 made me cry anything <laughs> else you've been playing besides rocksmith and titanfall 2 uh earthbound on the phone but you know same progress as last week yeah earthbound on the phone what emulated i assume yeah, something to yeah. do on the trains, but my phone battery doesn't last too long, so I get like 40-minute sprints. Oh. Mm. I have been playing uh, Skyrim Special Edition quite a bit. Uh, it's it's an easy game. I try, I'm trying to stream four days a week. and Yeah, I saw that. I get the Twitch notification on my phone a lot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an easy game to just pick up and be like, okay, I'm going to play this for a couple hours. Um. Mm -hmm. I've also got my PlayStation 2 working. Uh, I ordered some cheap component cables, and they had a nice uh, humming sound out of them, <laughs> so that was nice. So I then, of course, bought better component cables, and they arrived yesterday, and they work a lot better. So I got my PlayStation 2 working, uh, all modded and everything, so that is fun. Um... I don't think I've been playing any other games. I picked up Titanfall 2 for a little bit, but not very long. I think I played that on Tuesday for a couple hours. So, other than that, not, you know, not much of anything. Next week, hopefully, I'm going to play a lot more because I'm going to have four days off. Nice. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be nice. Yeah, I'm going to finish up my uh, review, my anime review that I'm doing. So... I need to finish up watching the anime. I have like six episodes left, and they're about 20 minutes apiece, so it shouldn't take very long. And then I've just got to sit down and write the review and get some footage from Aroa. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'll have to I have to fix my webcam. Yeah. You, you, need, you don't have a working webcam? My rabbit ate through the USB cable. Oh, good. Oh, goody. I have an extra webcam. Nope. Drive to my house, and you can okay. have it. Yeah. All right. I'll be there in like three days. It wouldn't take you that long. Take just, at least two. Just power through it, man. Um, it, it's all the way across the country. It's not all the way across the country. It's like little over half. Mm, yeah. Ain't no problem. <laughs> It'll be fine. <clears throat> you and Parallax Abstraction. Parallax Abstraction will meet you there. He's got even further to go than I do. <laughs> yeah, he's got yeah. to go from North, like... And, I, and I, Yeah, and if... I mean, I'll have to do it before Trump gets into office, because I might, like, get interred or something if I 
across yep. the border. That's true. Sure. You do look Muslim. You know what? Them North know. Mexicans. <laughs> them North Mexicans. Yeah. Them snow Mexicans. <laughs> All yeah. right. So we we spoke a little bit earlier. Let's move on to the stories. Let's. Uh, we spoke a little bit earlier about the retro bit generations and the reason why Parallax Abstraction didn't do the NES Classic review. Yeah. And that was because uh, the demand is way higher than the supply that they had. To the so, point where even Nintendo themselves came out and apparently were kind of like, um, we didn't expect this. We're trying to make them as fast as we can. Why the fuck did you not expect this? I don't, I mean, I didn't expect it would be this crazy. Like, I figured it would sell out. I didn't think, like, this thing has had, like, like launch Wii levels of demand. It, 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 I really didn't think it would be this popular. Right. Like, this is probably going to be the, like, I wouldn't be surprised if this gives Nintendo a very, like, nice bump to their financials this quarter. I, I really didn't think it would be that big a deal. I, I figured it would be. Like, I, I don't know why they couldn't forecast that this thing was going to sell millions because everyone wants it even people who don't play games want this people that i work with that are not gamers at all they're like oh yeah i grew up with the nintendo like i want to buy this and they don't play video games anymore but they want this because you can just plug it in and play games i have co-workers who are uh yeah who, who barely play games at all like we have a lot of hardcore gamers where i work but there's a few guys who who don't play games at all anymore and they've been telling me hey if you find one buy one for me too if you can yeah so the idea that they didn't know is just stupid they they need this happens every time they release something except for the wii u but like the the wii the nes classic like they just the Wii for the longest time you couldn't find at stores. So yeah. uh I mean it'll they'll... Well it took them years almost to get real supply for that thing going. Yeah. And the idea they should have just made way too many, maybe, and then just had them on shelves because they would have sold all of them. Yeah. Uh well, I mean reason... I hope they're gonna learn from this and actually put real supply into the channel, especially coming up for Christmas, so you won't have to like, you know, cut a bitch to get one. But yeah. so I don't know. The reason I bring that up is that I think that might be the same thing that happens with the Switch. I Maybe. Th- I Because I know a lot of people want the Switch. I want the Switch. Um, especially yep. I'll if be pre-ordering the hell out of one for damn sure. There's a couple rumors that are coming around. One of the rumors, which I don't have listed, but whatever, is that it's going to be around 250 to $300. Um, yeah, I heard about that. I if they release it at two fifty, that is going to sell out. If they likely. release it under three hundred bucks, uh, yeah, it'll yeah. it'll be it'll be nuts. And if they do what this next rumor that we have up, it's just they're going to have the every. It's just going to sell out no matter where you are. They could really release it for like three fifty, and it'll still sell out because the rumor is that Nintendo Switch is going to get Pokemon Sun and Moon. Which mm. I don't I don't know if I believe this cuz they've never released a Pokemon game like this on a console. Yeah. But if they did they if want this a license was, to print money. <laughs> yeah, like the idea that they release these games on, and we've been saying it I've said it on the podcast before they need to release a Pokemon game on a console. On launch, because if they do that, 
they are just going to sell out that console. The and rumor is too there'll be a new Mar- uh, like proper Mario game at launch as well, which would also be like yeah, and, insane. And they're coming out with Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah, which I don't know yeah, if that's, that's launch. Well, there's rumors it might launch. be delayed. Yeah, but if so, if, let's say at launch, we have Pokemon Sun and Moon, we have a proper Mario game, and then we have Zelda a few months but down the line. Like holy crap, man! <laughs> yeah, that it's, you're not going to be able to find the Nintendo no. Switch. Now, because, this really might be the first console I've purchased since the Xbox 360, like the original white one. Right, yeah. and and that's a part of it. Part of the good thing and the bad thing about Nintendo is that they are very, very like they keep their IPs close to their chest, and so yes, they do. very rarely do they make like a Mario game for another console. Um, mm-hmm. like they're they're making Super Mario yeah. Run. Which that got its uh, we I think it wasn't in the story list, but that got announced. Uh, its pricing is going to be I think it's going to be ten bucks. Yeah, nine ninety nine. Which I mean is in normal mobile pricing land is batshit loco, but that thing's also going to sell a hajillion copies. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what were you going to say, Roa? Oh, I was, I was. You said they don't make Mario games for other consoles, and I was I was literally about. Or I I said other than the iPhone. Yeah, and then and then you said Mario Run or whatever. Yeah, it's they have they have Super Mario Run. I mean, there are some like there's uh this Philips CDI has a Mario game, uh Mario Hotel Mario three Zelda games. <laughs> they have the three Zelda games. They have uh Mario teaches typing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. There are other systems, but it's not like they never let uh you know Sega make a Mario game or. They never no. put a Mario game on any other system. Like they always kept that up there. They never let, other than the like Philips CDI versions, they never let the Zelda games go on any other consoles. Uh, and so, if they release this console and they have those games at launch, because if you look at, um, when they do release, like Mario Kart or Super Mario Brothers or Splatoon. If they release one of their new IPs, they sell really well, but they mm-hmm. just don't have that base that actually has the console. So yeah. um, if they they need to release it at launch and then people are going to buy the fucking console. Um, yeah. And I think I I don't know. It really feels to me like Nintendo is making a, 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 like a paradigm shift in terms of their strategy now. What with you know, the the NES Classic, which is something that never would have come out of them not that long ago. You know, Super Mario Run, putting a high-priced mobile game out there. You know, the fact that, yeah, all these rumors about very high-end games launching with the Switch as opposed to, you know, pack-ins like Nintendo Land that nobody really gave a shit about. It feels like maybe, just maybe, they have finally realized the levels to which they need to change to compete in the modern marketplace. And I don't know, with the what I keep hearing about responses to each of these different things, I think it might work very well for them. Yeah, so uh, who here is interested in buying the Nintendo Switch? I'm going to pre-order one the second I can. Yeah, me too. Not a, I'm just excited for it. I'm not sure if I'm going to be buying it yet. I It's looking pretty like it, though. What about you, Andrew? Amo- uh, uh, Amoa? Amoa McBain? Amoa, Amoa McBain? Uh, Amoa McBain? I... 
I always get every new console eventually. So, you know, especially with the price point that it's supposed to be at. And also the fact that my wife is going to want to play Zelda. Oh, yeah, you're married. Yeah, I know. Isn't it fucking weird? It's really (laughs) fucking weird to say my wife because it's just like, yeah. How did that happen? (laughs) Yeah, that was... uh, that was on the fourth. That's when that happened. Happy birthday! Nice. Congrats! Yeah, it's it means nothing. It means literally nothing. <laughs> it's hey. basically the same thing. It hey. means better taxes. Yeah. Yes, that's that's it. Yes, it pretty much. Uh, and if she has bad credit, it hurts your credit score. So I'm the one with the bad credit. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> I told I told Ricky that even though gay marriage is legal, I wouldn't marry him because his credit is bad. And I have good credit. Credit's important. It is. It is very important. Uh, So anyway, let's move on to our next story. And we're going to talk about Ubisoft or Ubisoft or Ubisoft. Uh, They don't care what you call it. So they are denying the claims, but it is being claimed that five executive... I can't talk today. I'm sorry. Five executives from you. From Ubisoft, have been accused of insider trading. Of course, Ubisoft yeah. is going to deny the claims, but uh, they have they seem to have some reason to believe that these guys basically sold off their stocks before the stocks dropped. Um, yeah, they they announced they before the d- delays of the first Watch Dogs and another big game, the crew. Uh, yeah, got pushed out of their fiscal year and dropped their stock price that some of these guys, one of whom is the guy who runs UB Montreal, which is their biggest studio, uh, yeah, dumped their stock right before that happened. Yeah, so uh, I could honestly see this being the case. I would not be surprised yeah. if they were actually charged and convicted with in- insider trading. Uh, yeah. I mean, it certainly looks like insider trading is one of those things that, because I remember... When I used to work at a company that ended up going public, they actually gave us, and I think they had to under Canadian law, they gave us like a long lecture on like what insider trading is and like what you have to do to make sure that you don't even look like you're doing it, uh, even if you're, it's not your intention, um, because it's very hard to prove, but it's also something that uh, you can get charged with very easily for just doing something like trading stock in the company a little too close to a quarterly earnings report, even if you did that completely like with no greedy intent whatsoever. Right. Uh, take that shit real seriously. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, did you ever do insider trading? I never owned stock in that company before I got laid off, so no. Oh, so they, did they off? <laughs> did you have stock options like you could buy the stock at a reduced price type thing? They were going to do that, and then uh, I mean, very shortly after they went public, that company they still exist, but they kind of had a, a really rough patch after that. So the program to offer options ended up being canceled before I was laid off. So I don't know if they ever did it, but yeah, I never got the chance. Oh, okay, I see, I see. But yeah, so, but they did things like, uh, you know, they they did things like they, they went into real detail about it because they were just like, yeah, they're like, well, you, you know, you, you often won't get convicted of insider trading. You still have to defend yourself against it. And it's very expensive. Yeah. Um, Martha Stewart had insider trading. Yeah, that's what happened to her. Yeah. Uh, 
So, uh, have either of you other other people owned any stock that you got convicted of insider trading for? Convicted? Yes. <laughs> Did you ever spend time? <laughs> um, well, yes, of course. Doesn't everyone? I checked it out. AMD has over eight dollars now. Their stock is yeah. over eight bucks. They're doing all right. I kind yeah. of regret yeah. selling. Seem to be selling, selling pretty well. <laughs> yeah, actually. they were. At like a year and a half ago, they were like a dollar eighty. Yeah, I made I made a pretty big mistake. It's I've been told that it's a bear economy right now, and I should have listened. Yeah, I didn't. A colleague of mine sold AMD stock a few months ago, and yeah, he well, I would say he's probably kicking himself now, but he sold AMD stock and then took the proceeds from that and invested it into the new burgeoning industry of Canadian pot growers, which oh, yeah. are also yeah. doing exceedingly well. So he's probably doing just fine. <laughs> he's yeah. probably okay. He's yeah. probably fine. And he's yeah. probably high all the time. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either. Smoke but... weed every day. Smoke weed every day. Yeah. Anyway, let's um, move on. Our last story of the week uh, not much. I Is guess it? there was another game that got delayed, but I didn't remember which one it was. But Atlas is pushing Persona 5 back to April 4th, 2017. Uh, so it's after two months, right? Yeah, I think it's two months away because the last yeah, time cause the game it was, was supposed to be Valentine's Day, I think that it came out originally. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, which kind of sucks. It's not going to be released on Valentine's Day, but whatever. Uh, the last mm. time a game was pushed back to two months that I was excited about ended up being No Man's Sky. So this is boding well. Yeah. Well, supposedly, though, because it's already out in Japan, and apparently most people are saying the Japanese version is, like, incredibly good. And apparently they're pushing this back mostly to, like, fine-tune the localization, I guess, because the game's done, right? Right. So it's just the localization, I guess, which, I mean, given how you know, text and dialogue and conversation heavy those games are. I yeah, I'd say, you know, if you need some time to get that right, make, probably yeah, should make it right. take it. <laughs> um there's another game that I was playing for a bit and I like the game. I just I have ADD when it comes to video games. Hmm. And it was uh Tokyo Mirage Sessions. It was made by Atlas hmm. as well. And they did um all the voices were they just used the Japanese dialogue or the Japanese voice acting, and then have subtitles for English. Well, that's what they usually do for Weeaboo games, and that was ostensibly yeah. a Weeaboo game. Right. Uh, so, But they are including uh, Japanese voiceover DLC at launch, but it's going to be DLC. But it's free, isn't it, though? Yeah, it says for, for logistical reasons, we're doing it for DLC uh, as DLC, but it will be free forever. Which is cool. It's Pride. What what is this on? It's on PS3 and PS4. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. The, the rumor, the, the theory was that it was a di like a disc space limitation. Yeah, basically. I was I was gonna say if they're gonna release it on disc, then that would be why. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, look at especially if it's how depending on how compressed the audio is. Look at the original Titanfall. It's fifty gigs because they had thirty five gigs of uncompressed audio. Yeah, well, that everything was, was lossless. Yeah. <laughs> That was stupid, is what that was. Yeah, did not make that big a difference at all. No. Uh, it might have been something with, like, the Source engine and them 
not having the resources to optimize things properly or something. There are yeah. two the other new one. The new one is a lot smaller than the the original and still sounds pretty good. There are two other stories we got to talk about that I forgot to, about that Aroa posted though. So we've yep. got mm-hmm. um, two more Ubisoft. We should have talked spoken about these before we've spoken about Persona, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Watch Dogs Two was uh, had uncensored genitalia in it, and they're sen- they're starting to censor it, which. Yeah, I guess it was one either mission or one bit. Like it wasn't like a like a widespread thinning thing in the game, but it was yeah, it was it was yeah. one thing where there was that and they were kinda like, Oops, we're gonna fix that. Sorry. It was uh if you killed you could kill some particular NPC and then you could see up her skirt and she had a fully rendered vagina. Nice. Which is rather interesting that someone did go to the trouble of actually creating that. <laughs> yeah. It's just an intern you need something to do with the day. I, yeah. I think it was I think it might have just been that like the developers were trying to be edgy and then it, it came out and considering the massive, you know, double standard that we have with gender shit, it's like, whoa, you can have dicks all you want, because there are dicks in the game. Fully rendered dicks. Are there? Yes, they're fully rendered. Oh, I didn't dicks. even know that. Yep, and and those are not getting censored. However, the fully rendered vagina, that's just oh. not, that's not I thought right. this was more just a puritanical, like, nope, you know, nope. it's sex <gasps> thing. No, I didn't know it was, I, it's oh, okay. particularly that no one wants to look at a gooch. That's all it comes down to. I what? disagree. I, 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 I would like to register my protest with that. <laughs> Excuse that's, me. Yeah, I think this I is against the First Amendment. Where uh, don't goot shame. I I believe that in the First Amendment it says Reeton can look at vagina. I don't know why people are making such a big deal about it, other than you know, again. It's well, I mean, you vagina. do know why people are making a big deal out of it because yeah, it's because it's, it's a vagina, yeah, and, and it's controversial, and you know, controversy a, sells clicks. But but it's a mature game, right? Yep. Then fuck it. I mean, technically, so was GTA. So was San Andreas with the, you know, when the hot coffee mod happened and that got, you know. The hot well, coffee mod wasn't even in the game. They had to unlock. They had to, like, hack it to get oh, it. Oh, I know. I know. It, that I know. was a that was a different thing because that was whenever, like, AO was. Well, know, and that was also because, be. like, the game, when the game was submitted for rating, that content wasn't in it. Whereas this presumably would have been. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, obviously you know, the SRB either just it. missed that or something but or it wasn't case, included in the materials they were given I guess because I guess it's yeah. it's one very specific point in the game where you see this like you can't do this to any female character in the game only this one I guess yeah right it's very very strange and specific but yeah I, and it I feels like something an artist or something might have done where they were just just as a as a joke or like a haha look what I got away with kind of thing I could see uh, that yeah yeah, I mean, when you have these games that have these, it's you know, stupidly massive teams on them. You know, I stands to reason you might run into a person once in a while who wants to just do something dumb like that to leave their mark or well, something. kind of. Um, I, it's really random. The one of the Tiger Woods games for the PC, you could or no, I'm sorry, one of the Tiger Woods games for the I believe PlayStation. You could put into your computer, and there was a video that you could watch that was the pilot episode for South Park. Oh, yeah. yeah I did hear about that. And so you had, they had to recall all of those ones because they had that on there, remove them, 
uh, and release a bunch of new copies of the game. And I'm presuming that person got fired. One would think, yeah. yeah. So if if they knew specifically who did it, yeah. Man, but yeah, funny. so <laughs> yeah, so the the developers tend to put little things in there. Uh, I mean, in Skyrim, they have uh, other Easter eggs, but they're they're slightly different, like the notched pickaxe. Which oh, are, yeah. yeah, which are different. So maybe this was just an Easter egg, and he was hoping nobody would actually find it. <laughs> which I would imagine. Maybe. And then, yeah, of course, with today's gaming culture, people find things in like 25 seconds of the game being released. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's there's nothing, you know, if, if it's something that can be uncovered without literally hacking the code, someone will find it very quickly. And if it's something that requires hacking the code, someone will still find it. It'll just take a little bit longer. Well, there right. were there are things that, like the developers had to come out and say, "Oh, this is how the this is what this Easter egg is." There was one for I believe Halo Three, um, where on a specific day, you would wait, and yeah. a thing would show up that said like "Happy Birthday to this person's son or daughter." Yeah, um, and then there was there are some other ones that have notoriously been hard in the the developer had to come out and say this is how you do it or somebody uncovered it years later like in uh final fantasy 9 there was a quest that just wasn't nobody had done or nobody had written about or anything uh and you have to go to the end game you have to go to memoria and then you have to go back and talk to the tantalus crew and you have to keep doing that after like every cutscene. Um, and then you're able to finish up that quest and get a really crappy item. I mean, old games, you know, Super Nintendo and NES earlier than that, even they used to be notorious for having little secret rooms or programmers or developers would just sneak something in. Well, Atari 2600 games arguably is where that started. And then, yeah, they used to do it in a lot of the Japanese consoles because Japanese game developers in that era actually wouldn't allow developers to put their real names in the credits of games because they didn't want them to be poached by other companies. Same thing so with Atari. They would like, yeah, exactly. It was the same mentality. So they did this thing where they, yeah, they put in hidden Easter eggs, but they just, there wasn't the population of, you know, interconnected people out there who could sort of, you know, crowd, you know, crowd force this whole thing and do it so quickly. It would often take years. Right. Um, and the yeah. last story, words, I'm sorry. So the last story this week, we have U- Ubisoft again is moving away from scripted narrative. Can you talk a little bit about this, Aroa? So it's basically just marketing bullshit because, like, you know, it's Ubisoft. They got to sell their stupid games. Um, Ubisoft is, and I, I'm going to admit, I really just skimmed this article. Uh, but I, I heard it, or I saw it mentioned by somebody I follow on Twitter as well. Basically, Ubisoft is trying to say that they're breaking out of the whole, like, here's a cutscene, do some stuff, get another cutscene kind of thing. They want to do something that is more akin to maybe like a like a visual novel in terms of scope uh, for their games. Like for the next Assassin's Creed, they want mm. they you know, something we've been saying since like PS2 era, probably that they want your decisions to actually matter so that, so that you do something early on in the game and it reflects things that happen hours down the line. Oh, like a telltale and, game. 
but in a, <laughs> but in like a <laughs> tangible way, not in a, Hey, this person said two words differently kind of way. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. um, mm. the quote that they have in here. It's like, my actions will change the world. And we, we've been saying this shit since, Again, like I mean, arguably, Witcher's already done that to a degree. I think Witcher did that the best, but that's a rare exception, I guess. Yeah, hopefully they're going more in the Witcher direction and less in the Peter Molyneux direction, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, that's probably the best. The best comparison that I can think of would be like with Fable, where yeah, yeah, we said we said way back then that your decisions will matter and everything that you do will end up changing the world in some way. And nah. it's, no. <laughs> It does black and white as well was supposed to be kind of like that, and no, I actually liked black and white. I did too, but yeah, shut up, Connor. Okay, (laughs) I I I don't really believe that Ubisoft will end up doing anything radical with this concept, but I I have thought for a long time that AAA is the one sector in which this is even possible. Other than mm-hmm. like maybe in those those indie devs that work on a game for ten years and then put it out and hopefully it's you know hopefully it's what what is that game Owl Boy something like that I've, I've heard of that Owl Boy that was supposedly yeah, in development for an ass load of time and and is yeah actually like, like really, supposedly really press outlets were getting like codes for it back in like two thousand eight yeah oh wow yeah so it, it like AAA is the one place though where. They got a whole bunch of money and a whole bunch of resources, and they could actually put together some kind of nonlinear narrative in which you you have a legitimate open world experience where they'll I guess kind of like how people describe The Witcher, where you know you'll go down this this supposedly like side path, but it takes you down like hours worth of of stuff that you're doing kind of thing and i I think that's kind of what they're getting at is that they want to do that i get having not played the witcher 3 i can't say that's actually what it's like but that's way people describe it where instead of it being that the game is broken up into explore your world do side missions complete story missions everything just feels really organic that things just kind of happen and you go along with them um everything feels very orgasmic Yes. Wait, no. Sorry. But that's, I that's different I, that's different games. I hope that they can do this because I it sounds uh, awesome if they can pull it off. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, I, and, I, and I think Assassin's Creed, given how the storytelling in some Assassin's Creeds have gone lately, I think that's a very good series to introduce that in if you can make it work. And I'm especially not holding my breath. With, with nah. a concept like Assassin's Creed where you you do have this potential for a for a gray area narrative going on because like like previous games have tried to paint the the Templar versus assassin thing is very black and white one side is bad the other's good but i i think there is real potential for for a narrative in which basically you do like uh like a infamous style thing where you're deciding what side you're on throughout the game kind of thing um, I hope it's not as poorly executed as Infamous tends to be, where and you, you're just kind of deciding at the end of particular segments, do I want to be the bad guy or the good guy? Mass Effect. Yeah, it's very black and white, that. Yeah, yeah. Mass but, Effect, but I, but the I, end of Mass Effect? 
yeah, yeah. that kind of thing and but, like i really enjoyed infamous but its decision thing was not one of its strong suits did you finish infamous 2 yep i finished all of them actually i thought that the ending of infamous 2 was fairly well done yeah i would agree yeah, it it, it, uh, it was one of the better implementations of that system that they had not really done much with prior to that. Yeah, and that that's how I I feel like it would be good if if somebody if a group like Ubisoft managed to kind of put in more situations like that where it's like, well, I know that they're marked as good and evil, but which one is which in this situation? Kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like if we have more gray area decision making that ends up rippling down throughout the game and cutting off choices um and i compared it to visual novels before because there are visual novels where you'll do something you'll you'll make a decision and then entire entire sections of dialogue are removed from the game somebody will will die earlier on and they're just gone and that's what the witcher's like as well very much is that that there is stuff in the witcher where you can have massive impacts on the world and often even with a relatively small decision early on like it's surprising how well done it is so i i hope that that that's what they what they do and it sounds like that's what they're wanting to go for Mm -hmm. and i that's just kind of what this what this article is saying is that ubisoft wants to make that more of a more of a commonplace thing that that that'll be the new standard for open world games that would be nice because right now they have like open world games are good and they're fun like skyrim but you can't really like nothing you do really changes the game they don't feel super like they're enjoyable but they're not they're not super deep in that regard or what i would i would like to see is maybe with the next generation of consoles or something with the move like you you remember with the xbox one announcement where they said that the cloud was going to help with a lot of things and and they'd be able to offload like i don't know ai or something like that to the cloud Yeah. yeah i would like to see something especially with like the with the advent of cloud computing doing so many things being able to improve ai to the point where where we can have this kind of thing where you do something and then the game reacts to it in a way so that we have unique experiences for each individual player even and that's, that's going to be the future of ai and video games is multi-node neural networks yeah and, the, i mean think of a game like uh, let's use grand theft auto for example what the way that it's going to be able to manipulate the world in that sense is everything you do contains metadata you know it calculates kills or whatever, but we could take it a step forward and say, okay, kills happened in this area. So, you know, if, if a certain percentage of players find that a certain area has more, I don't know, like NB kills or whatever, they could start degrading the quality of that area in real time. That's that's what I was going to say was that it, like, that would be a great concept to use machine learning to analyze gameplay data from, from players overall and change the entire game world for every player based on the actions of the individual players. I don't know if something like Assassin's Creed would necessarily work well with that, you know, just going with this individual article, but I think that would be a fantastic concept for a game where the narrative is the gameplay of all the players, essentially where it like more of an MMO kind of concept, a true MMO and not so much an online RPG kind of thing. I, I, and definitely with, with the idea of a of an unscripted narrative 
well, something like an open-ended RPG kind of thing or online game would work perfectly with that. And I, I think that you're going to need something as complicated as machine learning and neural networks to be able to to pull something like this off without it seeming very samey for enough people. When I think neural networks, I think a bunch of people like hooked up into like their brains hooked up into a computer. You, you think of uh, no my concept idiot. for That's the perfect data. society. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Aroa has some uh, good good ideas, I guess. On society. I believe in the collective consciousness being the uh, being the ultimate uh, goal for society. No, I actually totally second that. Yeah. Oh, well, we're both into transhumanism, though, so that makes sense. And you're communists. That too. Yeah. Are you also? I'm, He's I, correct, comrade. I, I, I wouldn't say <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm communist. I I think more. I think communism is too difficult to implement successfully, but I think socialism is fully possible. I think socialism is the way to go. Uh, it seems to be working out for you, right? Parallax abstraction. Well, socialism is they as we are often accused of. I don't know if I'd really call it that, but yes, yeah, it's, it's all right. It's all right. You're more socialist than the United States. You're oh, not, boy, you're not yes. terrified of losing your insurance in a few months. No, certainly yeah. not. No, thankfully. Yeah, I'm not ter like, yeah, because you guys will always you have insurance because your country actually likes you. Uh, our well, yes. Our country is like it doesn't scale up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fucking stupid. It's anyway. not balanced for lean. Yeah. Entertainment anyway. Politicast. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, not too much this time. Uh so anyway, I thank you guys for being here. Thank you, Andrew Ro McVean. No problem. Thank you, Jerry Parallax Abstraction Corcoran. My pleasure as always. And thank you, Connor Cyberpunk Monk Besh. I never really know what to say when we end a podcast. I don't know, man. So let me ask you where 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 can we find you guys? anyone want to speak nowhere up? <laughs> <laughs> um so easiest way to to find me and all my other stuff is geekbravado.com which is my blog i have not been updating very much i keep saying i need to do that i just life keeps getting in the way but uh and i'm on i'm px abstraction on youtube on uh twitch on uh beam which i've never used yet but i'm probably going to experiment with if obs ever gets fixed um and uh, I'm on Twitter at PXA Media or at PX Abstraction if you want to see me get angry about U.S. politics and the reactions to them, which is mostly what I've been doing lately. Oh, good. Sorry. There. Sorry. Uh, it wasn't us. No, no, I know. It's fair. Yeah. It's the rest of the fucking country. It's the, um, it's the other it's the other 40 some percent. Yeah, yes. Yes. Anyway, yes. Uh, Andrew Rob McFain, where can we find you? Uh, Twitter at Aroa. Facebook at Aurora Entertainment, Twitch Aurora one three three seven, and uh, YouTube Aurora one three three seven, and check out my blog at satanoscillate.tumblr.com. No one's no one's gonna like go that. there. No, not a single person's gonna go there. I am actually kind of surprised by how many notes. I, I only get like three or four notes on my posts usually, but it's more than zero, which is <laughs> which is I can surprising say for my main blog. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, more people would probably read Geek Bravado if I actually chose to put it on Tumblr instead of hosted WordPress, but yeah. I don't know. I, I don't want to move it there. And also Tumblr, just I hear the name and I am kind of like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh, where can we find you? Find you on find Twitter. You. Twitter, cyberpunk underscore monk, GitHub. I think it's the cyberpunk monk. And that, that's about it. I don't really else right now i might be doing youtube stuff in the nigh future now that i have a decent enough mic good you're really quiet right now though yeah i need to uh i need to work on that because i (laughs) it's a decent mic but it still needs some tweaking you you need to turn up your your playback or yeah you need to turn up your just microphone uh receive audio yeah yeah i I cranked it up in uh in discord i think i just need on this hardware the uh yeah you need to go into the the you need to go into windows yeah um, you sounded fine earlier. You're really quiet right now. Anyway, you can find me, Nathan Reed Spruth. Uh, I'm reading everywhere. So reading on Twitter, reading on Twitch, reading on YouTube. Um, I'm also reading on Beam. Go to Beam. Uh, I think it's https colon forward slash forward slash Beam dot pro forward slash reading. Uh, it doesn't have the www for some reason. Uh, you can also that's the way of the past. This is Web 2.0, baby. You can also find <laughs> you can also find me um, if you want if you're listening to the podcast I don't know where you're listening to uh, me you can go to Retin Podcast um, both on Google Play Store uh, it's a little hard to find podcast on there but you can find me under Retin Podcast and you can yeah, find it, it really is I was trying to find one on there the other day for something else and yeah man the Play Store for podcast is a pain in the ass yeah it's almost it like it was an afterthought that they just threw in there yeah who'd have thought <laughs> and you can you can also go to iTunes which is actually set up quite a bit uh, better and look for Retin Podcast as well and all the episodes are up there. You can subscribe every time there's a new episode. So pretty much every Sunday, you'll get a notification. It'll start downloading. And new podcasts will be delivered right to your device. So do that. It'll be great if you are uh, and do happen to be listening to this on iTunes, uh, which I believe there's only one person, but I don't know. They don't give me stats. They won't let me look at the stats to see how many people have subscribed. That's um, weird. Yeah. So press. That is a weird. They actually won't show anyone. It's really strange. So go mm. to the rating system on there and give us, I believe, five out of five stars. If you do anything lower, I will come to your house and break your kneecaps. Um, yeah. It's true. You'll do I'll, it, you know. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and I thank you guys for being here, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.